pal, welcome to the Enhanced Performance Podcast with your host, Adam Lusby. And this podcast is going to be all about performance in any field, whether it be sports, training, nutrition, mindset, business, lifestyle, anything that you want to up your performance in, we have got you covered, so let's go. (laughs) On today's (laughs) podcast, we have Scotland's leading light, Scotland's top boxer, (laughs) amateur boxer, UK's top amateur boxer, the guy who will be winning gold at the Commonwealth Games, Sam Hickey. Sam, welcome. How are you today? Yes, lad. What's happening? So, Sam, you were in, was it Madrid? Yeah, mate. um, Just got back the other day. (laughs) I was in Madrid for for 10 days uh, training, um, leading up to these games. Yeah, just after the the announcement got made, we just uh, set off straight away. And how long have we got till the games? Um, I think it's um, 34, 34 days today until um, until the opening ceremony. So yeah, it's uh, it's close, not too far away. Like, and for those that prep, what did you do in Madrid? Like, was it is it like how many times a day are you train? You train like twice, two, three times a day, or two, what is three it? times. It's depend. It depends. Um, like usually when we're down in Sheffield and that, we're training three times a day. Um, but with Scotland, it's a bit different. They like to. Um, spread out. Sometimes we'll do three. Sometimes we'll do two. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's every box is different, <coughs> so um, it's it just depends on how you're feeling and stuff. That the coaches are good with us. Um, they they just mix it up and change it all the time. So some days it's three, some days it's two. It's not um it's not too intense. Some days you know what I mean when you've mm-hmm. been when you've got maybe tough spas and that you don't need to mm. do the three sessions, but um. I feel like I'm sort of used to doing three sessions a day now, so whatever training they give me, it's just like mm-hmm. easy for me. Do you know what I mean? After after a couple of weeks getting used to it, you're you're back in the mix. That's really good. So for us, like for my guys, that would be like what we call chronic load. So like if you're used to training three times a day, we've got your chronic load super super high, and then when you have like sparring and stuff, that's called like acute load and a little spike, and that like you don't feel it as much, and you can get back into it really easy. So you do you prefer now training like almost like harder than you would have preferred before? Yeah, I think since I got down, started training from <coughs> Sheffield, mate, it's just like um, I wasn't, I, I never ever trained as hard as what I was training. So it's like when I first went down, it was like a bit of a shock. Mm. It only took me a few weeks to get used to it, sort of <coughs> because of the setup with Scotland and that. I was used to training maybe twice a day, but I was having to obviously drive back and forward, wasn't Aye. I? So it's, it was a bit. It was tougher, but when you're down in Sheffield, you're you're just down there. Um, in the first couple of weeks, I was with the running and stuff on the track. It really sort of um, just sort of like make make a break you sort of thing, wasn't it? It was uh, it was tough, yeah. But mm-hmm. nah, I'd say I'm, I'm used to it now. Good man. And what is the hardest thing about being down in Sheffield? Is it just like can there be a bit of boredom down there? But like not the sessions of being boredom, but obviously the time in between it. Is it just being away from family and friends? How do you deal with it? Nah, mate. Um, I, th- I think it's good for me um, being away from Dundee and stuff. Uh, just being away from family and friends is probably the best thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, I think sometimes when you're up here, you get a bit distracted and that you get a bit complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you've got tournaments and that, you need to be away from from uh, home because you just you just uh, start doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. Really, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, you have already kind of been to a Commonwealth Games, haven't you? Yeah, I went youth games in uh, Bahamas. And so, what do you think Bahamas will be like to Birmingham? What do you think is going to be nicer? Uh, it's a hard one. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't I it? Never, I never really seen much of the Bahamas, mate. When we went, I was only seventeen, so 
we own we just stuck with the with the Scotland like what like they didn't really want us leaving much and on we were just about the like the resort and the hotel and mm. that's never really seen much but um the difference is with this one is that I know I can what I can do now and stuff when I was just a wee guy like it was a bit different you know what I mean I was like mm. soaking up the experience but this tournament I'm just seeing it as another another tournament it's not like I'm looking at it as like a massive massive deal like the Commonwealth Games and that I don't want to overthink it or nothing mm. just want to sort of look at it as another Europeans or Worlds or a multi-nation mm. or something do you know what I mean I'm not I'm not looking too much into it yeah um, when you got when it was told that it was Birmingham was uh is it better it kind of almost being a home thing or do you or did you prefer would you prefer being somewhere like Australia no, I feel I feel <coughs> like when um maybe um, I don't really like no I wasn't at the Australia games but like I think if I was to go to Australia or something like that um it'd be like I'd maybe get a bit complacent of whatever do mm. you know what I mean because it's obviously hot country like yeah nice beaches good food it's no like mm. more usual do you know what I mean like in the UK but if I go down to Birmingham it's just like being being in Sheffield isn't it like it's just the same it's yeah just, yeah like I'll just be in the hotel Fox Baxter Hotel or the village or whatever um, it'll just be the same it's the UK isn't it? it's, it's just basically home games it's obviously it's not Glasgow or that but as I think we'll get a good a good reception down there mm. a lot of Scottish people will be, be coming down oh 100% me and Big Daz will be there yeah, Big Daz, <laughs> everybody, everybody will be coming down especially if I'm uh, in the finals you know what I mean hopefully we'll get a few buses down there 100% <laughs> that'd be amazing mate that'd be amazing um, and obviously you've been boxing now for how many years? Um, since I was nine so if you want to add that up, I'm not, I'm not going to add that up. <laughs> <laughs> a long time, anyway. A long time. Um, and what I was going to ask is, like, obviously, as you go through the years, we all see people who've got immense talent that fall off for one reason or for what another reason. And like, what do you think as makes you stick your course and, like, have that determination and that mindset to not get distracted by the drinking, by the girls, by the partying. How is it you do that? Um, <coughs> I don't know. You've got to have, obviously you've got to have a good family and that behind you. Uh, you've got to. It's really just sort of down to yourself as well. If you want it or not, you see all these guys and like girls and stuff like with any sport really, and like um, there'll be like maybe the next big thing coming mm. through or whatever. Like there's so many boxers like I've knew when I was younger who were probably more talented than me or whatever, mm. but. Um, they never stuck into it and they just fell off and now they're mm. just like people who are in the pub saying oh I've done this I've done that it could have been mm. this and they, they might have been better than me and they're probably looking at me like oh I was once better than him or yeah. whatever do you know what I mean but now it's just it's different but I think like obviously having a good family behind you um, a good good training um, like program good coaches and stuff and like you sort of just need to want it eh? you, can't, yeah. you can't like go into a sport like this half-hearted especially boxing at the level like I was boxing it when mm. I was a wee guy like yeah. 15, 16 like started obviously going away with Scotland when I was 12 but I think we went to France when I was 14 and it sort of gave me my first like mm. taster of um, like international boxing and I got beat I was losing fights all the time when I was a wee guy and like it sort of did test me a lot my mm. dad and that I remember my dad like I, I heard him on the phone to my auntie saying um he's like obviously he might not be enjoying it or whatever because I was getting beat all the time mm -hmm. but um, I sort of just stuck through it a couple of the lads the other day were saying it as well just like everybody when I was younger was like beating me I think I was like 8 on the trot like when really? I was young yeah mate, I lost loads of fights I, was, I lost like 8 f like my first 6 fights for Scotland when I was like 12 13, 14 and then like won one fight and then went to the Europeans and won like a silver medal when mm -hmm. I was like 16 and it just sort of gave me a good good confidence booster do you know what I mean? It was um, that was big for me going forward. That was a big turning point. 
that's interesting that you mentioned that a lot of the boys had that experience of losing quite a lot because I feel like people may on from outside and you kind of look at it and think you've always won and you've always been good and it's kind of come easy. But it's interesting to find that that's not necessarily the case. Obviously, yeah. you've got people like Lomo and fucking stuff like that who are just freaks, yeah, yeah. but it's interesting. And I think also that you do say you need a good family behind you, and you do, but you've also got to have, you've got to have something in yourself to be not be impressionable. Like, and maybe maybe it's having good mates about you as well who's yeah, saying, you know what I mean, like that, like because that gets, try and suck you in. yeah. People like it's almost like a little jealousy thing where they want you to come out and start yeah, partying yeah, yeah. instead of training and stuff. Yeah, so you've got mentally tough, don't you? Yeah, a lot of people <coughs> don't want you to do well. Sometimes they, they get a bit jealous or whatever, but you just got to sort of ignore the people on to it. It's just a sort of part of it. The bigger you get yeah. and the more success you get, the more people want you to do like do worse, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, sometimes it's the people who are maybe you think are close to you who don't want you to do well, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Uh, and like you say, as bigger you get, you're going to get more and more of it. You're going to get more and more kind of people wanting things from you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely wanting wanting to be a part of it. You see it all the time with like boxers, like mm. maybe when the first like maybe turn over after like maybe a Commonwealth gold or Olympic medal or something like they've only got a small team, but then after like a wee while they've got about forty boys in the gym. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just there for no like what's the what are they there for? Yeah. You know I mean they're just there for for no reason. That's it. That's it. Just jumping on the bandwagon. That's exactly it. So have you watched the Josh Taylor documentary on BBC One? I watched it last night. Yeah, I watched it, mate. It was, it was a good watch. What were your thoughts on him himself, how he boxes, the Catterall fight, the Catterall rematch? Um, yeah, Josh is obviously a big inspiration for like mm. me and all the other boys in the team. Um, watched him since I was like, what, 12, 13 year old when he went to the Olympics in 2012. And then obviously he was boxing them. Um, Scottish Championships and that, um, going up to Glasgow, I was watching him in there, I used to drive through from Dundee to Glasgow just to watch him and a couple of other lads, your Charlie Flynn's, um, even like Joe Hams, Kieran Smith's and that when I was a wee guy, um, but nah, the documentary was good, it sort of gave you a good insight to how his camp went in that, going in mm. towards the Catterall fight, um, and obviously he didn't get it right, um, the weight cut obviously looked... Yeah, it looked tough, yeah. Yeah, it did, yeah, he looked, um, he did look drained at the weight, um... I don't know, the fight obviously went how it went and people <coughs> got the opinion on it, but um, hopefully he does it again and, and beats him beats him clear. This yeah. time. There's, so there's no there's no uh, sort of speculation on the decision, do you know what I mean? I hope he just uh, does it this time. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the documentary did show it was a hard weight cut and I think maybe he probably did come a little come into camp a little bit too heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the back of that he had his knee injury. The knee injury itself probably wasn't that horrific but what it means is that you're not able to go out and run yeah and you know how important that is for cutting weight mentally as well running mm. like the hard runs and that sort of give you that wee bit of extra yeah, extra boost in your mind there eh? like you know you're well for me anyway like going into fights when i haven't i never used to run mm. you know what i mean i never mm. used to run about a year ago i never done no running now i'm running three times a week and like um going into a fight before i would maybe have like you always get wee doubts and stuff when you're going into fights and that it's just like what Mm. happens into your mm. mind's all you're always trying to play it's always trying to play tricks, tricks on yeah. you but um going into fights now i'm just i know i'm bomb proof fit mm-hmm. and there's like nothing i'm able to do three rounds three threes at a high intensity and finish like my last round like it was my first yeah that's it yeah. i think like that's a big thing like that people don't really understand is like i always say to my guys you don't need to run to get fit like you, you your lungs don't know what it's doing if you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's no if this is a salt bike or not yeah. but there's a huge mental factor 
we're running because like you know what a good 5k time is you know what yeah. i mean like you, it's hard to say what a good 30 second sprint on a yeah, salt yeah, bike yeah. is you know what i mean so and there's also a cultural thing like you say abdi runs abdi runs mm-hmm. you know where your teammates are at so you know how fit this guy is and you know if you're hitting or marching his running you're, you're fit yeah so there is a good there is a big mental aspect of it which is uh, obviously quite important running's good because like you never <coughs> it never gets easier it just gets harder because you get faster that's it you know what I mean it's just always that's always it. as hard as you make it um, but I think like sometimes on the bike and that like, I've, I've seen people in training I know a few guys who have been on the bike and stuff and they're like pretending yeah. they're giving it giving it 100% but there's really like they're not putting nothing into it do you know what I mean when I do my circuits I will stand by that salt bike and I will make sure they're hitting the RPMs they need to hit because there's no hiding from the RPMs yeah, yeah, but yeah. you can kind of fake it if you're not watching that yeah. and we you know, like I said we bought no boys and we, we're also thinking of the same guys no that just no name and shaming but they could do an hour long circuit everyone could be dead and they're just like Right, we're ready to go. Not even sweating. And it doesn't matter like how fit you are. It's nothing to do with fitness at that point. But it's just they're not pushing themselves. Yeah, you just need to get yourself that comfort zone. I think when you're when you're doing them hard circuits and that. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, big time. But then it shows up with them in the end, anyway. Yeah, they get they get fast up. They get filmed out. Oh, brilliant! Right, so we're back with Sam. Sorry for that quick break. I had to go to the toilet. It was being very unprofessional. Anyway, Sam, what were we saying? We were saying I was going to ask you about training. More on training. What do you find mentally the toughest thing to keep uh, to go to and train? Is it the runs? Is it the sparring? Yeah, is it one? No, I love sparring. Um, hard man. Definitely hard man. the runs in the early morning um, on the track. And what Spe- keeps you motivated then to do that? I don't know. You just because you've got the coaches and that there. Like it's it's your jo- it's your job, isn't it? Like you're boxing full time, so like I can't not turn up. It's not it's not like I'm. I'm in charge of my camp, the coaches tell mm. me what to do and stuff and like even when you're not up for it and that like, you still need to go down or you're gonna get Is that a worry for you when you go pro? Yeah, that there's not gonna be that structure. Yeah, I think when you it's go on pro, you. you need to make sure you've got um a good camp around you and stuff. Mm. Like that's the difference like with being on G B and that now. It's a it's a amazing setup, same with Boxer Scotland mm. setup, um with the E B G programme. It's a it's a brilliant setup. Obviously you've got the coaches and they're like working around you and stuff and like obviously when you're down in Sheffield you're down there, there's no going home, is there? So no. like when it's time to get to training, it's just it's time no to choice. go into it. It's like even when I wake up some mornings maybe on camp in Sheffield, I know I know I've got maybe on a Wednesday we'll do like a proper solid run, maybe like um the five threes or like the fat leg stuff, um, like maybe eight eight hundred, something like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the hardest runs because they're just so grueling and long and that do you know what I mean? You've not got much much rest in between so like they're the hard ones to wake up for and you just sort of you need to just get up and go, go for it. not even like I'm I'm never like not motivated when I've got a f- tournament coming up I think but like, I've never really been down there yet when I've not had nothing coming up and they're still making me wake up and yeah, yeah. run so obviously that's still to come and we'll see what see what it's like <laughs> you know what I mean but um, yeah the runs in the morning are, are hard like Killer. Yeah. I think that is a big thing you mentioned there about being motivate all year round because motivation does wane like slightly from time to time yeah. like you say you're going to be less motivated when you haven't got something coming up mm-hmm. obviously if you're not motivated for the commonwealth games then i don't think you're going to yeah, be motivated I, for anything i've always had three big tournaments the under 22 <coughs> europeans mm-hmm. and obviously i was coming back from injury for that so i was motivated to get sort of back into mm-hmm. into gym and stuff and um then i had the europeans about nine weeks after how'd you do in the europeans then 
bronze medal. Not bad, bronze, eh? Two, bronze, two European medals in the space of about four months. It's, it's all right, right eh? But um, then obviously, uh, right after these Europeans, uh, straight away, had two weeks rest. I, I needed to get two weeks off um, just because we've been in the gym for so long. Mm, um, everything's just together this year. It's, it's usually a bit more spread out, the tournament's like, but because it's um, the Commonwealth Games year, it's like all sorted together. So we got our two weeks off. I went on holiday and that chilled out and then straight back in the gym. Mm. Uh, and obviously, was getting ready for these ones now. Because I always say to my guys, you need to train like, Three six five. Like I don't think there should be off camp periods where you're doing fuck all, but I also don't think there should be periods of during the off camp where you're going at it as hard. Yeah. So you do need those holidays, but like you're not being stupid. You're not like getting like Paddy Pimlet and just getting fat as fuck. Nah, I don't think I'm capable. I don't think I'm capable. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know. about that. <laughs> I've seen you a few times. Post <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, I think that's a big part of it because then you're just you're just chasing your tail when you go back into camp, and you know, and then it's mentally it's miles harder for you because you know you're not where you need to be. Yeah, I think when you're used to training that much as well, you sort of like wake up in the morning sometimes and you feel like bad because you've not trained yet. Do you mm. know what I mean? And you're mm. on camp, but sometimes you need to like just pull back a wee bit and mm-hmm. and get used to sort of chilling out again. Mm. Like obviously, because I've been doing this training now for a while. When I did have that break, I sort of felt like I needed to train because I had the Commonwealth not coming up. But I did give myself a good week of just like chilling out and then when I was on holiday I would done a couple of runs or whatever um, and then I was straight back into it when I got back obviously I was getting rid um, so yeah it's, it's, it's good to get your time off So you uh, with GB and with Scotland or just by yourself do you do any mindset stuff specifically so visualisation or anything like that? Yeah yeah I think <coughs> um, well so down at GB you've got like your um, like your psychologist and stuff you can speak to about like um say something's affecting your performance or mm-hmm. something like that do you know what i mean like maybe before a fight or um like you're getting thoughts in your head and they'll try and help you through that mm-hmm. or um, maybe in a fight there's like a, like a mental block that's just stopping you from like doing something in a fight or something and maybe i'm a bit so when i first went down to sheffield they wanted me to just keep my hands off you a bit more because i was getting caught with that shot sometimes or whatever but when I was trying to keep my hands up, I was just getting a bit tense. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm like dead elusive, I'm not like dead relaxed mm-hmm. or a boxer, but yeah. when I w- they were telling me to keep my hands up, I was thinking about it too much and I was just like, my shoulders were getting tense. So um, they brought in the psychologist and I, I was doing a bit of breathing stuff. That's interesting. Um, like, you know, like just on like, you're watching that. Like, yeah, yeah, like of the course. The breathing yeah. thing you get. And then yep. like, just even like, just relaxing when I'm sparring and that and actually thinking about just staying relaxed but not overthinking it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it helps, but... Um, yeah, they 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 do help you out, like, and then, um, what was it? Something about I'd done something else with them. It was like before fights about the about the doubts and stuff in your mind, and that it was just like a couple wee things on it mm-hmm. I'd done. But um, I do sort of visualize before fights and that as well. Just uh, I think everybody sort of does though, eh? Like, yeah, you know I think I mean? so. Like you visualize what you're gonna do and the outcome and that, and like tournaments. Like I think most days now I'm just sort of thinking about winning a gold medal. Um, like I remember when we went to Madrid, right, we'd done uh, the first session back, obviously the lads were in for a couple of days earlier than me because I was in Tenerife. Yeah. But um, I'd come back and this first one we done was like the five threes all out and I was just like going around the track and I wasn't like my usual because it was my first session back, wasn't it? Mm. And uh, I was just like saying to myself, like, in my head, I was like, this is like punishment. Like, <laughs> this, is what you, uh, this is what you get. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And then I was like saying to myself, like, I need to get in front of this guy or I'm no, 
yeah. I'm not going to do this at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, yeah. And I was like getting past them, and I was like, I need to go past this guy. Yeah, you good, man. I mean? Just give me some little targets. It was like. mad, mate. It was, it's mad the stuff you think about when you're in that um, sort of zone. See, mm-hmm. where you're like at your nearly max. Yeah. And like you're trying to just get that wee percentage out. Yeah. The stuff you think about is. Uh, it's pretty insane that like what you put yourself through. It's just mental. The power of the mind, as they say, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. fucking mental what you can do and how it affects you and how negatively it can affect you as well. Yeah, big time. I, I think in boxing, like especially like at the level in boxing and Olympic like style boxing, it's not about like who's maybe the most talented fighter or because everybody's brilliant. Oh. Everybody's amazing boxers. And yeah. It's if sometimes, well, especially towards the medal stages and going for the silver, going for a gold medal and stuff, changing your medal colour. It's about who's up for it on the day, who wants mm. it more on the day and stuff. Um, who gets the tactic, just like small wee tactics right on the day, it just makes that big difference, you know what I mean? Mm. So having your mindset in the right in the right place in day fights especially is a big, a big, big deal. Mm. Yeah, like at that level, it really is the 1%. It, it really, really is. Yeah. Like from my point of view, strength and conditioning that when you're at the lower levels, you can get away with doing just like general strength work but as you get up and like maybe when i'm training paul craig and stuff i, I do need to start thinking about the game plan he's trying to implement what the other guy's going to do yeah, and yeah. like realistically it might not bring too much out of the program but if it's going to bring a little one percent like you say at that level of you guys it's fucking massive yeah it sort of makes a difference doesn't it between a win and a, That's a it. loss uh, another thing i was going to ask you about mindset was that a lot of guys they have their nickname right whatever it may be so like the bear jew or you're tricky right <laughs> do you, a lot of the guys talk about when they step into the ring octagon cage whatever it may be they talk about the switch and they talk about being able to switch it on and just be go right i'm now the bear jew i'm now the fucking whatever the war man Whatever it's a, it's a I am now the trickiest. It doesn't sound <laughs> no, as no, good, no. does it? <laughs> You're gonna no. have to get a new one. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good. So we might have to change it up for when you go pro. Yeah, but um, I'm guessing there's nothing like that because you've got a terrible nickname. I don't know. So. I just think um, <laughs> I just need to be in the rhythm when I get in the ring and like flow. You know what I mean? I think um, a couple of the fights in the Europeans. I didn't think I boxed that good in the Europeans. I had to sort of. Um, a couple of the fights I was down on the, the judges just wasn't scoring for mm. me and a couple of the fights which I thought was mad like the judging in the first t- two fights and uh, just the whole, like the whole tournament really like some of the judging for me wasn't wasn't the best wasn't was it the best nah just like a couple rounds just I thought like were harsh scoring and stuff but um, I think like when I needed to pull it out in like the last round every fight basically in the last round I had to do something and I was doing it do you mm. know what I mean and yeah. it was two completely different my first two fights were two completely different last rounds the first one was like I had to go for him. Well, I didn't have to, but I just done it, and then I d- it worked. And then the last, the second fight, the guy was coming at me, so I just like started to outbox him. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. be able to like change it up like that and get in that zone where you need to either fight the guy or yeah. outbox him. It's uh, it's hard to do that, I think. Yeah, you're right. That definitely that is something that was to your credit. You knew you were down going into the last rounds. Or did they allow you to look at the yeah, scorecards? Yes. If I, didn't, if I didn't know I was down, I would have done So that's what, op- they call it open scoring, don't they? It's yeah, open so scoring. It's like when you go back to the corner, um, you see it on one of my fights in the, in the first fight in the Europeans. So the mm. Graham, my coach, was in my corner and I went, did I win that round? He went, you lost it. And I just went, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> in the corner, I was like, no way, because I thought I won it. Yeah. I watched it back and like all my coaches and that all thought I won it. 
um, the boxers watching the crowd and that were like, what's... Why uh, Why do you think that is? Because we've seen that so many fucking times in amateur boxing especially. Some of the judging is just way off where you think it's going to be. Uh, do you think it's just so subjective and they're yeah. just... Because maybe from different countries, they prefer a different stylistic approach. They don't like the elusive yeah, fighter. maybe just like that guy. The guy I boxed wasn't hitting me or that, but he was like doing daft wee, making loads of noises and that when he was punching that I wasn't... I don't know what was going on, but they would, it was like 3-2 in the first round, 3-2 me in the second round, and then like last round I think 5-0 yeah. to win it or something. I can't remember how the scoring went, but I ended up bashing him up in the last round and scoring from 10-8, you know what I mean, which made a big difference to the fight, because if I didn't do that, I probably would have probably lost the fight, because he just wasn't scoring properly from my, yeah. from my box, and, and <coughs> the guy was hard to hit clean, because he had such a tight... It was tight, yeah. He had such a tight defence, didn't he? He was just walking at me and stuff, and... Um, but I watched him the day before and he, he lost his first round 5-0 and the guy wasn't doing what I was doing. But, he was, but it wasn't as clear as what I was doing. It, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. He wasn't really catching me clean of that. But I don't know. So it's good that they give us the open scoring because if I didn't get the open scoring, I wouldn't oh, need to change it up. 100%. 100%. I think for me, open scoring should be across the board thing. It should be an MMA. It should be not. Because I just... It adds a bit of intensity. Oh, big time. Especially when you need that last round. We was proper like going for it you know yeah. I mean? and they know they're up so they're maybe they're on the back foot running 100%. away from you, you know what I mean so yeah I think, I think it would be quite a good thing to bring across across the board they don't do it in the pros um, but in the Olympics and that they, and like the major championships it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's always been on the board like um, when you go back to the corner you always know you always hear the lads and that behind you cheering if you've won yeah. the round and if you've lost the round it's usually quite quiet you need the big rounds that <laughs> I was getting every fight <laughs> Uh, and what moving forward do you think is one thing of your boxing, or maybe just maybe your training or whatever, maybe that is you need to improve on? Um, maybe like I don't know. Just obviously in box to like regarding boxing, just um, I would say about everything all the time. You always need to sort of just keep on going over the basics and stuff. I'm doing the same thing every week, mm. like boxing wise, like technique wise. Just try to keep my shape. Mm-hmm. do you know what I mean box, fight, whatever just a bit of everything work on everything towards these well after these Commonwealth Games it'll be towards these Olympics in 24 but like, I'm just sort of just try to get better at everything all the time because you're never ever the best at you're never ever y- your best at one thing you know what I mean because when you get better at some things you're not working on the other things so you get a bit that. like you get a bit stuck sometimes yep. you need to like just keep going at the other things That's as well that. just to progress Um, but like um, even just like prevent like injury prevention maybe just mm-hmm. like work on my rehab and stuff like that I need to get get that nailed after yeah. uh, these commonwealths just stay away from them that's the, that's the stuff that's hard to do in, the, in some services like we all know we need to be stretching and we need to be doing x y and z but it's the little things that we just sometimes it's also time sometimes it's hard to get the time in to do it i mean especially yeah. for yourself it's hard to get time to do these things and do them properly yeah but um, it's funny that you mentioned just like once you get good at something, something else is kind of down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like, um, <coughs> last year, what was it? I was sparring this guy who just always comes out here. He always ran at me. I was the only sparring partner I had. So when I went to the Worlds, I sort of forgot about, like, my inside. Right, okay. Inside, and I'm pretty good at, like, boxing inside for a big guy and that. Um, I could do, like, long range on inside. But it was like, I, I sort of neglected it a wee bit. And when I was inside, I was just smothering the guy and not really working not off working. inside. And it sort of let me down in the fight that I lost. Um, like, but then I remember after that, one of the lads was saying to me, uh, Reese, he was like, you need to get back to that. 
uh, yeah. working in the pocket again and then next tournament I was back doing it do you yeah. know what I mean and like it, it shows you you need you always need to be what, like you need different sparring partners you need mm. different like opinions from different coaches mm. and stuff on the program um, talking about how on the inside that you'd lost it a little bit but then the next fight you got it back yeah yeah because you were sparring with different guys and stuff you always mm. need you always need to be sparring different guys so you don't lose it on that one thing it's just yeah. you know what I mean you can't it's maybe like in like maybe MMA or something you're just working on stand up all the time yeah. you make, like Conor McGregor into it like yeah yeah exactly like sort of exactly yeah you just like it's like a boxer now isn't he you yeah just, just stands completely yeah. changed and it just was to his detriment and yeah. people pick up on it really quickly and he got his legs kicked from under him mm-hmm. and then um, not to get too geeky about strength and conditioning, but in the strength and conditioning world, we've got a thing like you do block training. So you do a block of strength, a block of power, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but people say it's, and then people prefer doing this thing called concurrent training, which is where we try and hit all those things at the same time so that we're not like doing what you said, like getting good at something, but then something else is waning. So you might get super, super strong, but when you're sparring, your speed isn't quite there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you feel a bit sloppy. You feel a bit slow. So what we try and do, or this is the way I prefer doing it, is I like doing it by hitting all the things. And there might be a main the focus. Session. Yeah, yeah. Or across the week, but there might be a main focus, but the other things a still there. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, I, like, you've been with me for the years, so we'll always be doing plyos or ballistics at the start. Mm-hmm. We'll always hit those speed demo elements. Then because jump into strength. Then jump into the strength. Because yeah. there's nothing worse than, yeah, I can fucking bench 100k, but I'm getting my head kicked on. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? You know what I mean? It doesn't really make me make any difference. Lifting big weights at the end of your fight doesn't it sometimes. It doesn't. Makes you look good, though. So that's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, after Commonwealth, you get a gold, right? Yeah. What is the game plan? Olympics? Yeah, well, um, I'm ov- obviously I'm with GB until the Olympics, <coughs> so that's my main goal. Um, but the Commonwealth Games gold, obviously, what I'm, what I'm going for here, I'm not really... I don't know, like, Too far ahead I, of I don't really want. I don't really want any. That's what I'm focused on right now. Just Commonwealth Games gold medal, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll see what what like after that where I'm at. I might mm-hmm. need to move up in weight or whatever, and we'll take that as it comes. But until then, like the it's the games I'm sort of looking towards. You, you know what I mean? You might be a crypto millionaire by then, anyway. So it's we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll <laughs> so we'll be all right. This is just uh, a best thing we're getting crypto. Make sure that you have your passwords all secure. Yeah. Otherwise, time. you'll be depressed like Sam was for about a month. Just getting over it now when he's <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> and flashbacks. Yeah. As you grew up as a boxer, who was your number one influence? This is a question I got asked. Um, like my dad, um, obviously, when I was growing up, he was a big influence. Took me to the gym. Um, when I was boxing, obviously, me and Mike Tillow had a proper mm-hmm. close relationship when... He was fighting and that he sort of took me under his wing when I was like a wee guy. Um, at St Francis, mm-hmm. we moved to Walkie at sort of <coughs> the same time, and then like, um, as he turned pro and that, we just like were going to go to Stirling training with each other and that. I would like go and watch his fights. He would come and watch my fights. He was at like my first ever fight. Mm-hmm. Um, him and my dad like were pretty close. My dad used to help him out and stuff, and yeah, he was a big influence on me. I would say like growing, growing up. Definitely. Another question I got asked was, "What's the hardest you've been hit? Who do you remember who it was from?" I don't know. I remember one time in the bear in mind I've not punched in the puss in the Europeans, um, twenty sixteen. I was sort of junior. I was in the final and I was boxing this Russian. He looked like he was about twenty, <laughs> and he had this massive back. I just like, what? I took a video of him in his semi final, and he was just like, I remember watching. It, I was like, "Fucking!" <laughs> his back was just massive. He had this uh. big 
fucking back and yeah. just powerhouse. He was pure blowing everybody away, like batting everybody. And then I, I fought him and um, it was a good fight, proper close fight. Um, but he was just a bit too physical. Like these mm. guys are just like men when they're like young. That's that, man. And I remember I just dipped my head down and he just timed like a perfect double <laughs> cut right on my nose. And it was probably like... That's the only time my nose is like being like... I could see my nose from like looking down the middle. Like oh, just swelling up. I mean? like. mad, mate. Was, I thought it was broke. It wasn't broke. It was all right, but... I've got a picture on my phone somewhere that's mental like, how big it was, but that was probably the the only time I've been like looking in a in a fight anyway, and I've been like fuck right, that was a hard mm-hmm. shot. Do you know what I mean? But um, I sparred some good guys and been hit from good guys and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's probably too many to sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like Remember, too many yeah. sort of you get caught all the time, don't you? When you're sparring, that's the time you get hit um, the most. But like in fights and stuff, it's only. I think like my style and that it's pretty hard to sort of catch me proper clean yeah, man. over three threes. Do you know what I mean? With my style and that. But when you spar you sort of fight a wee bit more. I sparred this guy, um Samantha Stanionis from uh, Lithuania, right after lockdown. We uh, were sparring and probably a ring this big, like uh, the same size as this room, which isn't very big, is it? No. With another two guys in it sparring at the same time and this guy was just like a powerhouse no. and he he uh he could punch hard. Like <laughs> he, he's a beast. He's a world title. He's got. He's a world champion. Is he? Yeah, he's a, he won the WBA uh, world title. He's, I think he's fighting Errol Spence next. He's he's probably one of the best guys <coughs> I've been in with. Um, he could punch this the two Kazakhs and Russians and yeah. you spar all these Russians and that. You don't even know their names. There's just that many of them. Like they're they're all very good. You know they all I mean? look like monsters. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. You're always you're always sparring with top top guys. You know what I mean? Right. One of my other questions got asked was. Usyk, or as our friend Simon Murray would say, Usk. Yeah, Usk. Uh, Usk. <laughs> that Usk. <laughs> that was that Usk is good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's going to hate that. <laughs> or our boy Joshua. Um, I don't know, it depends what Joshua turns up. Um, if he's, um, it's, hard, it's hard, obviously, for Joshua. He's got, he's got so much um, money and status and stuff, so I think it's hard. Obviously, he was chained down at, at DB and stuff, and um, I think he was his, that was when he was at his best when he goes when he goes in hard and mm. he's rough and aggressive and mm. stuff on his opponents because he's the proper strong physical guy. He's probably mm. the, the strongest heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like he's the most physical when he uses it. Yeah, you're right. But I think he's been boxing and stuff a bit too much, obviously. But I think if he goes back to what he was like, maybe. When he fought Klitschko and stuff, he's uh, tries to bully him a bit. Yeah, he's like. capable of winning, but he's six a proper master boxer, and like he's just a special, special fighter. Do you know what I mean? He he boxed at uh, he boxed at ninety one kilos an amateur, and he's one cruiserweight world unified, and then moved up to heavyweight and just doing the same again. Do you know what I mean? Like so, he's obviously it's a tough one, but uh, I think I'll edge towards Usyk. Okay, Usyk, our friend Usyk, I'm the same mate. Uh, do you think with Joshua is a bit of the old silk pajamas? Which yeah, is I think it's hard. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got he's got too much. For anyone who doesn't know what I mean by silk pajamas, it's the who was it that said Marvin that? Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler, go on. It's then. hard to get out of bed when you're uh, wearing silk pajamas. Basically, when you're rich as shit. Yeah. What was going to motivate you? And that is the thing. That is the issue. If money does motivate you, once you've got the money, where's the motivation coming from? It's a hard, like, whereas people get motivated by family, people get motivated by maybe leaving a legacy. Um, I know Paul Craig is almost, his motivation is like, he always talks about experiences. Like, he wants to have the best experiences he, he can for him and his family. So it's not really a money thing. So 
you can always, you'll always have that drive. But when the motivation, I'm not saying this was Joshua's motivation, but maybe it changes over time. Uh, if it is money, once you've got all the money in the world, like your economy, you've got all the money in the world, then what, what's next for you? It'd be interesting. Yeah, it's tough. Like, um, hopefully he's in that sort of zone where he was before. Do you know what I mean? I, d- I don't know. I'm not in the camp. Do you know what I mean? So you don't, mm. you don't obviously know what's going on or whatever. Um, like you never go into fights 100 percent of the time. Do you know what I mean? No. Those wee niggles and stuff. So maybe there might have been underlying issues or whatever. But um, I would like to see him win because he's obviously from from the UK and he's done it all <coughs> and stuff. And I want to see him fight uh, Fury. Yeah, that'd be yeah. such a shame if we never got that fight. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest. That'd be the biggest fight in the UK, really. Biggest fight in the UK history. Big, probably the biggest fight in boxing. That would be it, like all, all over. But it probably wouldn't be in the UK. Probably in like Saudi Arabia or something. Probably more money over there, is there? Yeah, big time. So, final question for you, Sam. Um, how much do you think ESP has helped you develop? Is it that <laughs> 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 no, that's great. I always say that. That'll do it, sir. Thank you very much to Sam Hickey coming on the first no ever problem. enhanced performance no podcast problem. and we will see him you get behind him in the commonwealth games in 34 days or whenever you're listening to make this make sure you're watching that make sure you're watching gold that medal. with gold medal especially that's <laughs> it right thank you peace out bye-bye